Jesus, uh, we, we bow down and we, we want to just stand and stay still. Um, calm our hearts, God. Uh, I know that each one of us have brought something into this barn with us uh, that we're carrying. Um, and we're trying to fix it on ourselves. And um, Jesus, we're thankful and we're gr- so grateful that you are Savior and that we aren't. That uh, you provide rest to the weary. Not a physical rest, although you could do that, but a spiritual rest. Um, and so we thank you, God, that you're enough, that you are a creator, that your presence and power is greater than anything and everything. We thank you for providing for us, meeting us in our needs. Uh, we thank you that uh, in the bad, uh, you turn it for our good. And most importantly, Jesus, we thank you that you came and put on skin and you lived a perfect life and died a sinner's death. But you didn't stay dead. Uh, you rose again. And, um, and salvation is a gift. It's not earned. And so, Father, we are open-handed with what you have for us today. I pray that... Um, Just for the next few minutes as I share your word, God, that anything that's not of you, that you strip away and uh, that your word lands on the hearts of your people and uh, lives are changed, God, for your glory and your sake. In your holy name, amen. Before y'all see, if y'all could sort of move into the center here, we've got some people in the back, so y'all can scoot in towards the center and then, um, yeah, happy Thanksgiving week. Um, Welcome to the barn. Those online and those uh, in the barn. Um, my name is Phil. Uh, I'm one of the elders here at Christ Point, and I have the privilege of leading as an elder as well as our student ministry. Um, and I have the honor of sharing God's word with us this morning. And so um, I don't know about you, but I find it easy to give thanks when things go my way, when life goes my way. So, for example, when I got a promotion years ago to move up to Charlotte, uh, we praise God for that. Um, I had a blind date with Ann, uh, my wife, back in Halloween of 1994. That was a long time ago. But I praise God for that. That's almost, that almost 30 years ago. Um, and then we put our Christmas tree up right after Thanksgiving, actually after Halloween. So we've already got it up. So did it as a family. Anyone else out there doing that? Yeah, okay, we got some people. Um, I've aced a few tests in my day. Uh, Clemson's won a few championships. Beat Carolina last night. Yeah, so uh, that was fun. Um, and our, when our boys were born, that was something to give thanks to God for. Uh, we do family vacation usually once a year, so that's we praise God. So you can fill in the blank for yourself, right? Uh, and I think you and me are probably similar in that standpoint because we find it easy to give thanks when life goes our way. Uh, but today... Um, I want to call us to something that may seem unusual or maybe unnatural, and that's I want us to give thanks in everything. I want us to give thanks in everything. Uh, I want to remind us the reason why we should give thanks in everything. And then I want to suggest a, a number of realities. It's not limited to this, but a number of realities of why we can be thankful. And then we're going to take 10 or so minutes at the end of the service, and we're going to pass a mic and let you guys Sort of share what you're thankful for. So it's going to be interactive a little bit. All right? So be thinking about that. What are you thankful for? So um, so why give thanks? Um, we're supposed to give thanks in everything. And full disclosure, that's not a Phil original. 
Um, this is what Scripture calls us to do as followers of Jesus. Uh, the Apostle Paul in 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, if you've got your Bibles, we'll have it up on the screen, but if you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn to it. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, it's probably page number 900 and something, um, give or take, but it's in the New Testament. Uh, the Apostle Paul says this, he says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So give thanks in all circumstances. Sure, I'm sure things were great for Paul, right? Apostle Paul? Uh, yeah, not so much. Not exactly. A little background on First Thessalonians. Paul had planted a church uh, in Acts 17. He talks about that. He planted a church in Thessalonica. And he had to flee the city because he called people to follow King Jesus instead of King Caesar. Uh, all that to say, life wasn't easy. For him, he actually stayed at Jason's house. You never heard of Jason before, but Jason opened his house, and Jason was persecuted because of that. But Paul wasn't in jail like he was when he wrote some of the other letters. But he was actually a man on the run. So why? So why should we give thanks? Well, Paul tells us we give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Sometimes it may seem like God's will is a mystery. Uh, so I love it when the Bible is clear about God's will. So when you look at it, God's will is this. It says that we should give, that we should be thankful in all circumstances. And I, as I was reading it, like James pointed out to me this week as I was studying it, uh, there's an important distinction to make uh, in this verse. And it's a two-letter word in this verse. Did anyone pick it up? There's a different. So this isn't really interactive, but like if you look, you can circle the word in, I-N, because there's a difference between giving thanks for and giving thanks in. Let me repeat that. There's a difference in giving thanks for and giving thanks in. We're called to give thanks in all circumstances. No one loves calamity. No one loves when you lose money or when you get sick. We may not be in a place where we can give thanks for it, but we can get, be in a place where we can give thanks in it. Amen? Um, so we can be thankful for God despite our circumstances. So I want to share a number of realities. There's, I'm going to share five. This is not limited, but um, for those who like to count, you can sort of count with me. Um, so the first one is we can give thanks to God and thank God for his creation. So our gratitude begins and ends with our creator. So Romans 1.25 says, Because they exchanged the truth of God, the truth about God for a lie, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Let me repeat, read that again. Romans, it says, Because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature, like the created, rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He spoke everything into existence. As you read Genesis, start, that's the beginning of the creation story. Nothing happened by chance. Um, so two Mondays ago, I, um, I flew to Knoxville out and back in the day. That's exhausting just thinking about it, right? Leaving early morning, waking up at 4, getting back at you know 8 o'clock at night. Um, so I spent the day in Knoxville and... When I boarded the plane, I was going to go sit in 25C 
And my plan was I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go to sleep because I'm tired. So the, the fl- I was going to sleep from 6.15 to 7.30, and I can sleep on a plane. I mean, I know some of you might not be able to, but, dude, I can sleep um, like that. So, but God had other plans. I sat down, and immediately this guy started talking to me. It's like, great. So I sat next to a molecular chemist slash biologist um, who had just interviewed for a job at Oak Ridge, uh, and he began talking to me the second I sat down. Um, and for those of you who know me, I'm usually the one engaging that conversation, right? Uh, but Monday was different. So we started talking, and he sort of shared with me what he did. Um, I was like, I'm really stupid, so uh, you need to explain. I can't even spell molecular biologist or chemist, so help me understand what you do. And he said something to the extent of protons and neutrons and particles. And the, But the more he shared about the research that they're doing, uh, he said the more he and his team discovered about the atom, the more they realize they don't know. Um, he went on to say that I know for a fact this just doesn't happen. The deeper we dig, the more we understand there's, this just doesn't happen. There's got to be a creator. He's like, I'm just not sure who it is. Um, he went on to share his thoughts about the Big Bang Theory and that something, like this, this really compact matter that, you, that supposedly exploded years ago, can't just happen. Something... It can't come from nothing. It has to come from something or someone. And he's right. God created everything. God created everything. Uh, Psalm 19, 1 to 2 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out our speech, and night to night reveals his knowledge. Did y'all see the moon last night? It was so cool. It was bright. It was so cool. Uh, Romans 1.20 says, For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived um, ever since the creation of the world and in things that have been made. So what does creation have to do with thanksgiving? Everything. Because creation comes from our creator. For those who love the truth and don't want to suppress it, creation is an amazing lesson book in theology. It teaches the open mind that there is a God, that an infinitely marvelous being who made everything, the world and everything above us. And everything we have is from him. Acts 17, 24 and 25, I love this verse. It says this, it says, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. God gives us everything. So when you look out at creation, and when I look out at creation, you got to admit, like, everything is a gift. So if God created everything, he should, we should never, he, he should never owe his creation, you and I, anything. And yet he loves us. So we got to thank God for creation. So a few questions. So at the end of each one of these, I'm going to ask you a few questions. So I want you guys to be thinking about this, right? So um, when was the last time you looked into the night sky and you thanked God for his creation? I remember we were at a retreat with the students uh, a few weeks ago, and on top of this fort at the at the uh, ocean, there were students stargazing, laying on their backs. And so I laid down with them, and I was like, man, this is like there's not a lot of lights out here, just looking at stars and just thanking God. So when was the last time you actually just looked 
up at the night sky. Or you sat down on a park bench without your cell phone and just observed all God has made and you praised him. So do it sometime this week. You won't regret it. Um, Who do you worship? Do you worship what's created? Or do you worship our creator? So that's the first one. Um, Second, um, thank God for his power and his presence. When we count the cost and we decide to follow Jesus, our lives are changed forever. We have a new life. He's with us. He never leaves us. And he wants to help us through his spirit to follow him and follow his word. I don't have the strength. You don't have, we don't have the strength to live like God wants us to. However, Jesus promised this in Matthew 28, 18 to 20 before he we went to heaven. He says, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. He says, therefore, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always, even into the end of the age. What a promise. He says, I am with you always into the end of the age. We're going to do baptisms later. We're going to have six people commit that, like make a profession of faith uh, that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. So we just finished a study uh, with our students, the book of James. Um, Sunday nights we're studying that. And uh, with our middle school and high school students, and we're teaching them how to study the Bible. We did that uh, on their own. So we're teaching them how to fish versus giving them fish. Um, so we've taught them how to do inductive Bible study. So open God's word and observe what's in it. And then teach them to interpret it for themselves. And then all right, application. What does it look like to walk that out? Um, so last week, one of, our L, uh, one of our leaders got a note from one of the guys in the small group that read this. Uh, the text said, I just wanted to thank you for challenging me to get in the word first thing in the morning. To be honest with you, today's the first day I legitimately sat down and did it from when you told me at youth. It amazes me how connected I've felt with the spirit and the confidence it brings me. I would ask if you could keep me accountable with continuing this habit. Did you hear the sense of awe in this young man's words? Uh, God's power and presence in a teenager's life. That's so cool. That's so cool. So when was the last time you thanked God for his power and presence? When was the last time you thanked God for his power and his presence? So number three, uh, thank God for his generosity, for his blessings. So last week I was meeting with someone, and for the first seven minutes of our conversation... It was about them complaining about what they didn't have and what they wanted. Ever heard of have a conversation like that with someone? Maybe it went shorter, longer, but uh, we're never satisfied with what we have. Uh, rich or poor, healthy or sick. Um, Exodus twenty seventeen says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. So, But what a difference it makes when we realize that everything we have been given is from God. Everything we have is his, but he gives it to us. Uh, King David prayed this in 1 Chronicles 29, 12 to 14. He says, both riches and honor come from you, and you rule over all. In your hands 
our power and might. In your hand, it is to make great and to give strength to all. And now we thank you, our God, and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are your people uh, that we should be able thus to offer willing, willingly? For all things come from you, and of your own have we given you. So everything has been given to us, and we're giving it back to God, everything. So last year I met a man who was extremely wealthy and successful. Um, people all around wanted to have what he had. It. They wanted to walk how he walked. They wanted to basically his life because he was rich. He was wealthy from the world's standpoint. But as I continued to talk to him, um, he broke down into tears. And um, he was miserable, absolutely miserable on the inside. He was empty. Wealth had not been able to fill that hole that he had in his life and his heart. Earlier this week, 24 of us went to Honduras on a mission trip. And we visited an elderly woman uh, who lived in poverty. We would go into homes and we would visit different people. We'd take them 50 pounds of food that lasts them 21 days or so. And we would hear their stories. Uh, and we would share a little bit of ours. And we would just we'd get to pray with them. And we met this woman. And she had almost nothing in the way of the world's possessions. And yet she was full of joy as she told us about the work Jesus was doing in her life and her community. Um, I'm confident the woman was really the rich person. She was rich. The, the guy that was really, really wealthy was poor. He was lost. Um, although she didn't have much, she had learned to be thankful in everything that God had given her. So the Apostle Paul declared, I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. That comes from Philippians 4.12. A thankful spirit makes all the difference. So here's a question for you. So are you preoccupied with what you don't have? Are you preoccupied with what you don't have? Or have you learned to give thanks to God for what you do have and realize it's like Monopoly. It all goes back in the box. Right? So the fourth thing is thank God in the hard that he still uses for your good. This is not easy. This is not easy. Um, our human nature is steer clear of difficulties. And yet no one is exempt, you or I or anyone is exempt from some kind of trouble in our lives. It's going to come. And yet in the midst of those trials, we can thank God because we know that he has promised to be with us and that he'll help us. We know that he uses times of suffering to draw us a lot closer to him. Remember, we just studied the book of James with our students. James 1, 2, and 3 says this. It says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Not one of us is exempt from some kind of trouble, and yet the, in the midst of trouble, uh, we can thank God because we know that he's promised that he'll be with us and that he will never leave us. Um, the story of Daniel um, is interesting, too, because when we look at his story, there were men plotting to kill him, 
And look at what he said in Daniel 6.10. It says, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Daniel went back and he prayed to his God. He knew that God was in control. Um, the Bible commands us, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. So I don't know what kind of bad things you're facing right now, um, or you have faced, or the tragedies in your life, but I don't have to know. God knows. He really does. God knows, and he loves you, and he's always with his followers. I'd encourage you to establish a culture of gratitude in the midst of trials and heartaches. So what do you think the question is now, right? When was the last time you thanked God in the midst of a trial? And have you ever done it? I think so often we don't. We thank him for the good and we say, man, this is bad. So... When was the last time you thanked God in the midst of a trial? Number five, for those who are counting, this is the last one. So um, thank God for salvation and the life that is yours. So God has given us the greatest gift he could ever give. He, sacri- he gave us his son, Jesus. Um, Jesus died on a cross for me and for you, not because he had to, but because he chose to so that we could know him personally and spend eternity with him. Second Corinthians 9.15 says, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. What a gift to sacrifice. The Bible tells us that we're separated from God, and we've all sinned, each one of us. But God loved us enough and loves you. He loves me enough where he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to, to live a perfect life and die a sinner's death. Um, all we need to do is reach out and accept that gift. There's nothing you have to do. We don't earn it. Um, John 16, uh, 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So the most important decision you'll make is to follow Jesus. And it's a decision. He's not going to force you. You can see six people have made that decision, and they're going to they're respond by getting baptized. So let me ask you, have you, like, for those who don't know Jesus, um, you may know about him, but you haven't made the decision to get to know him and follow him and to give him your life. You might be lukewarm. You're like, uh, I've gone to church my whole life. No, that's, that's still, you're separated from God. It's like, have you went all in, say, I, I counted the cost. I want to follow Jesus the rest of my life. If you haven't made that decision, all you got to do is repent. Turn from your sins and say, Jesus, I'm all in. I realize I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. I can't save myself. Rescue me. And he will. It doesn't mean life's going to get easier, but it does mean like you're his and you're his forever. That's my challenge to those who don't know. And if you do know Jesus and you've been following him, when was the last time you thanked God for your salvation? When was the last time you said, Jesus, thank you for dying for me? We should have that on our lips all the time. All the time. So 
So today I've called us to do something a little unusual, may seem sort of unnatural, and that's to give thanks in everything. Um, We looked at sort of why we give thanks in everything, and then we look at these five realities that aren't limited, but we we, we looked at thanking God for his creation, uh, his power and his presence, his generosity, um, and thanking God in the heart that he still uses for our good, actually for his good. Um, and for salvation in the life that is yours. And so 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says this. It says, Call, he, he calls us to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So I want to give us an opportunity to share what we're thankful for. So uh, before we do, let me pray for us. Jesus, we, we thank you that... Um, that we can have a heart of gratitude even in hard circumstances. We, we aren't thankful for those bad things, but we are thankful that you are God. You created, like, basically you spoke things into existence, the leaves that fall that will replenish um, the sun that comes up and goes down. We have nothing to do with it. Um, you've given us so much that we don't need, but you're a gracious God. And so, Father, we're open-handed with just giving you thanks. It's so easy to ask you for things, God. Like this next this next few moments, God, I pray that we would just just thank you um, for who you are, for what you've done, and um, we love you, Jesus. In your name, Amen. So uh, we got a few microphones around the room. We're gonna have uh, uh, Andy's got one. I think Billy, you got another one. So if if you've got want to share something you're thankful for, you don't have to come up on stage. We'll meet you. At where you are, if you just raise your hand, one of the guys will get you a microphone and love to hear what God's doing or what you're thankful for. I'll call on you, too. Yeah, who's, who's going first? We got one right here. This church. I'm thankful for this church. Awesome. Amen. Amen. I'm just thankful that no matter what's going on, that I, I never feel alone. Mm. I always just feel his presence. Never alone. Oh, Billy up front, right here. All the way up front. Thankful for God. Mm. I'm thankful for our family. Thankful for stuff we need to live. Mm. I'm thankful that I can go to my grandparents' house. I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for the world. Why are you laughing? (laughs) It's okay to be thankful for that. I'm thankful for our church family, that every person here is part of the family, and we're a representative to the world of Christ in the church. I'm just so thankful for this family. Mm. I am thankful that Jesus died on the cross for us so that we could live. Mm. I'm thankful for my little sister, Ellie. Billy, you got Patrick in the back. Patrick. Well, certainly thankful for uh, 
just having a faith-filled uh, wife and a, a church that all especially thankful for people like Phil and and uh, she everyone in the children's ministry I think it's pretty apparent that uh, you know the answers that we're getting here are have a lot to do with you guys so we appreciate it thank you for the, the thank you for God thank you for God um, for his glory and um, first God for us um, just die on the cross and first glory amen Thankful for my friends. Okay. They don't want me to take the mic because they're afraid that I'm going to talk too long. Uh, I just, I mean, just listening to everything that we're thankful for, I'm, I'm grateful for the, the boldness of children and that they have a place at God's table. Um, I am thankful to be here with my friends today. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. But um, I'm so thankful to live in America. We're so blessed. And I just pray that we will get peace and it will come. I'm thankful for the hard times and how God has shaped me through those times. I'm thankful for my cousins. My kids are going to love me for this one, but I was thinking about this this morning. Um, this is Hebrews 12:11. It says, "For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it." And just thinking about that for myself, I'm so thankful for the Lord's discipline. When I'm off track, like it is a good and loving, beautiful thing when He disciplines us to bring us back to Him. So. That's real love. Um, I'm thankful for my friends and how we all get to connect over one thing, and that's God. I'm thankful that I can go to a school where I can learn about Jesus. When you mentioned Psalm 19, 1 and 2, in our Bible class, we've been memorizing verses weekly, and that was one of the verses. And when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, I'm just doing it for an assignment. But when it pops back up, it, like, really means more than just a grade. You know? I'm thankful for when things don't go my way because I know they're going God's way. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for a God that decided to become a human and live with us and show us how to, um, how the love of God is present. I'm thankful for our sweet grandchildren, especially our newest little maid who was born this week. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my home.
I'm thankful for God's grace and mercy. And I'm thankful that my whole family can be together for Thanksgiving. I'm not thankful for the water leak we had in our house this past week, but um, as I reflect back on, I can be thankful in it. Um, the contractor, he had preached at his church a few weeks ago, and I went for a run that day, and I got to listen to his word, and he was just talking about just gratitude in the storm, like God, even in the perfect storm, he's with you. And um, I probably wouldn't have heard that had that not happened. Anyone else? All right, let me uh, let me pray for us, and um, we'll worship again. Yeah, Jesus, man, it's so thankful uh, for you. Um, thankful for this church that um, my kids can grow up in and and serve. Thank you, thank you for my wife. Um, I'm thankful for um, just a body of believers who, who are in community, real community, where we're getting to know each other, and not only the good but the bad, and how you use it for your good and your glory, even the hard stuff. Um, and it's really hard. God, I, um, yeah, just, we're just so grateful that nothing happens by chance that we may not see it, and we may never see it, but we can trust that you are God and that you're in control, even when we don't understand why things are happening. And so, Jesus, we praise you, and we thank you for your good and your glory that's shown through your perfect sacrifice. In your holy name, amen.